Hi, welcome to Random Acts of Conversation. This is Mo and Scott, your hosts, brought to you live with Dave, the producer. It's live. I don't know. Is it live? <laughs> if you like the show, we encourage you to please subscribe to it on iTunes, and you can also like us on our Facebook page. If you have any comments or suggestions for future shows or comments about past shows, please email us at racpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, Scott, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Did <laughs> way too long to open the No, camera. it's a perfect intro. I have, uh, I have an invention. I have the perfect invention. It'll make us millions. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, but everyone's going to hear it. So we need to well, talk about now this the, Well, no, because now if it suddenly shows up, everyone will know that they copied off of me, and so it won't be legit. You want to hear what it is? So you're using this as your uh, patent? This is my legal patent. <laughs> yes. Okay. Ready? Sure. Adult band-aids. Adult themed band-aids. So you know how they have, the kids have like the little cartoons and all that fun things and it makes it fun for them to have band-aids. So they have adult themed coloring books, adult themed band-aids. You could put anything, you could put inspirational quotes, you can put swear words on it if you wanted, but that would probably not be great. You're looking at me like this is a silly idea, but it's not. I think it's a good idea. I think they would sell. That's what they said about adult themed coloring books. And look at them. People love coloring the word, you know, exploitive words. Exploitive? Expletive? Yes. Expletive words. I'm going to have to veto that. Why? Uh, Because everybody needs to have a doubter. So you can say, I proved my doubters wrong, and I'm going to be your doubter. So you really actually think it's kind of a good idea, though, don't you? Um, I don't think it's... Good idea to have curse words on Band-Aids. No, I don't think we could do the curse word, but you could do something else. You could do inspirational quotes, something like, the wounded, get up again, or, you know, something really dramatic. I think when you're an adult, Band-Aids want to be less seen, don't you think? But they wouldn't be if it was a themed Band-Aid. Oh, like some people would be proud of their Band-Aid? Right. Hey, look at this wart that I'm covering up. It's got an inspirational quote. Yeah, and maybe that would be the quote. And it w- you could go do all like oh, snark. Like, like body part puns on your Something. Band-Aid. Like, you know, you cut me to my core. That could be a quote on a Band-Aid. You've thought of this. No, I actually just came up with that. That's I don't pretty, believe it. Yeah, I know. I'm really not, that that witty. You are not witty enough. I am that like witty. That. I don't know. Do you have any inventions? I do, but my major invention, I'm trying to get people help with production and I'm not mentioning it okay this one eventually will make me a millionaire is it the one you told me about I have no idea and you're not going to repeat it I would no I'm totally not going to repeat it I wouldn't I'm just wondering how many inventions we're always you have late in your head. we're always late on inventions like do you, do you notice uh do you ever feel a need for an invention with kids like when you're raising kids growing up mm-hmm. I remember when I first had um Owen we were living back in Delaware and when, on your first child, you get zero sleep. And just like when, when and just when, when the, um, sorry, my phone went off. Just when um, you think that things were getting normal, then like a kid starts screaming and you start to sleep through this scream for like three extra seconds, thinking yeah. that that three extra seconds is gonna help. Well, the only thing that stopped him from screaming at that point was, was food. Right. And we were bottle feeding, so I was waking up just as much as Kate was waking up. So I was thinking to myself to 
limit the amount of screaming that you would make a Keurig for baby food. And they have it now. They do. Oh, that was a good one. This was 14 or, well, he's 14 now, so 13 years ago when... When I was when I said it to Kate, I said they need to have a Keurig for baby food. So like, and even one like with a remote control. So I'm in the bedroom and the baby starts crying, and I press it. And so by the time I get the baby, change the diaper and bring it out to the living room, it's already in the bottle. And all you got to do is screw the top on, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, obviously with any invention, just kind of like I did to you, we looked at each other and be like, Nah, never work. No. Kate's big addition to the invention, if somebody hasn't done it yet, would be. Um, did you forget things when you were pregnant? Or, I was never yeah, pregnant. Yeah, you're right. So, that, no, Dave, Dave's not listening to me, but when did, Kate was extremely forgetful. Oh. Extremely forgetful. Like, um, <laughs> wouldn't remember stuff from like two hours ago. Like when they, when they fed, when they did not, all that stuff. And <laughs> she thinks there should be a printout. Because how many times did you, or did, did somebody say, um, when did I feed him last? So like a planning calendar nope. for babies? No, not a calendar. No. Like, like a printout. A printout of when was the last time the bottle was made. So you could like, because you then, could like plug in your baby and like <laughs> you know. print out something. I was fed. No, but this is, when, when did you get Jacob? What, what he was, you? well, he's two days old. He was, yeah. So yeah. you know what the, the whole part of when you're trying to figure out what a baby's crying for. Is he hungry? Yeah. Did he crap himself? You know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd always say, is he hungry? And then we'd be like, well, when did he eat last? And we'd be like, shoot, how many hours? Was it two hours? Was it three hours? And if, and if the thing had like a reminder, like last bottle made at this time with the clock. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. That's would, another thing that we thought of then, but we... Maybe someone has not come up. You know, the only difference between people who are successful and people who are not is the people who are successful just do it and then they just keep doing it are you claiming we're not successful we're on our way we're on the road <laughs> to success <laughs> so another one that we came up with i could talk about inventions all day and we saw at toys R toys R no babies rs um at brody was a glove that the only the thumb came off oh for, for thumb suckers. For thumb suckers. Nothing like feeding the habit. Yeah, well, anything to get them to stop crying. <laughs> I know. And then we, I mean, you, you come up with all those kind of things. Yeah, you really do. What do you think is the best invention for babies? Oh, my gosh. Something to get them to go to, to sleep. Like, for, like for real. Like, I wish it was, like, okay to, like, feed your kid Benadryl for night. No. <laughs> go sleep. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am not condoning that, they're, by the they're way. They're basically going to asterisk our... But really, because when you, when you think of what's the most important thing for a baby, what you're really thinking about is what do I need in my life to keep my sanity? Most parents will say, I need sleep. And you're going with Benadryl? Because the, the adult <laughs> needs sleep. I, that, so something that would help the baby sleep longer. I, going down to sleep, letting him cry to sleep, I never had issue with that. Like... Jacob never fell asleep in our arms, ever. We always put him down to sleep when he was awake, and he had to learn to cry himself to sleep. So that never bothered me. But it's getting up so early and waking up. That is true. But I, on my side of things, like, I, like obviously a guy has it different than um, 
than some women like that breastfeed or anything of the sort. But I thought the most amazing thing they did, and they probably, I mean, knowing the way the baby world works, they've probably outlawed them since we've, we had infants. But when they're in the, the car carrier and you put them in and all you got to do is zip up and they're automatically in like a blanket. Instead of oh, instead yeah. of having to put like eight coats on them mm-hmm. and they're all puffy and then you got to try to squeeze them into the uh, right. thing, like that invention, whomever did that, uh, was a genius because genius. it made everything so much easier. Yeah, and that woman that invented the, like the second rearview mirror that you attach inside. I mean, like in, it's like a tiny little mirror that goes attaches to your rearview mirror and it kind of magnifies. I guess she did it out of necessity and now she's like a millionaire. Well, even though even the one that decided to make the uh, mirror that you can see the face of the baby, you put mm-hmm. it on the back of your seat when the baby's facing backwards. Oh, like that's that, smart that, too. That was smart. A lot of inventions are super simple, but we just think no one's gonna. It's stupid. Like it's self doubt is what it is. Well, I have an idea, and this and one you're I'm, gonna say this, it. Well, yeah, this one I'm not. I'm not gonna attack because I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but nobody has really performed it. We had a Jeep stroller. Oh, you ever heard cool. of them? No, but I'm envisioning it. No, it does not look like a Jeep. Oh, well, that's what you need. That's what that's needs to happen. Durable. Yeah. The Jeep stroller, we were going through Babies RS, and we clicked on it thinking, there's no way somebody will buy this for us. And uh, one of Kate's many relatives um, bought it for us. And it, at the time, had a CD player hookup to it. I mean, granted, this is 14 years ago. And speakers... Hmm. And it had the big wheels, and you could either pivot it or you can make it go straight, mm-hmm. and you can run with it. It was you could take it like to fairs and stuff and get through the grass. It was awesome. The Jeep stroller was awesome. That is awesome. There's a one downfall that almost every stroller has that drives me crazy. What? It doesn't fold out a seat so you can sit next to it. Oh. You have to put your own chairs in like the storage compartment. Yeah. If they had like a fold down seat right next to it so you could sit next to the thing as you're like feeding the baby or any of that stuff, it would be money. That's Dave's a good looking idea. at me like they have that on motorcycles. What? Yeah. What do you mean they have that on motorcycles? Yeah. They have those side what the are the sidecars? Yeah. That's not so you could feed the person driving. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe that's your thing. No, but I, I think that like you take a stroller somewhere and you go, and then you got to turn the stroller around and all that stuff so they're facing you and you're taking up more space. Mm-hmm. Just fold the seat down. You can pretty much go wherever you want, not have to go where there's a bench. If there's not a bench, then you're not, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Dave right now is researching to see if we need to patent it and what it's going to cost us and if the thing actually exists. <laughs> That's right. Those pacifiers that they made up too with like the basketball and the football, the soccer... You know, when you put them in, or like lips, and you put them in, you're like, oh, look at my baby's got like vampire teeth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but that doesn't soothe the baby more. That just makes us laugh. Well, but that's what all baby inventions are about, is to make, it, they're really for adults. Babies don't care. Really? Babies don't care. Babies don't even know their own schedule until you tell them what yeah, it is. Yeah, but I think some of the inventions made it easier for parenting. Like Right. But I mean, like, it calms the baby. Like right. that one that they sleep in where you zip up and they're in like basically a blanket with their arms out of it. Oh, yeah. It definitely. All, but that's what I'm that saying. all is the time. All of these inventions definitely soothe, well, most of them soothe the baby, but it was. Yeah, but the pacifier with a basketball, the baby wouldn't know. But all of the inventions were uh, spawned out of 
trying to make the parent's life easier. Not the baby. The baby, they didn't have the baby in mind for those. I think they did. Well, some of them they did. Like the blanket with the arms out. They had to, they were thinking of baby in mind, keeping the, baby, the, keeping the legs warm with the baby. Therefore, the baby's not crying. I don't think the baby cares. They're going to win this one. I don't think you do because the, you put the footies on the baby, the footie pajamas, which are a nightmare to try to get off in like the middle of the night when you got to change it. I win. I feel like you lose. Yeah. Tons. So. I have a ton of babies inventions, but I don't want to bore you guys with baby stuff. Yeah, thank you. I don't want you to either. <laughs> you any, have any inventions, Dave? He's, he's got one, but it's of the musical nature, and he's working on a patent. Yeah, unlike the uh, adult uh, Band-Aids, now somebody's going to get on that right away. All right. Can I change the subject? Yes, please. Okay, because I, I had something. Sorry, Dave's writing down. Scott changes subject again. <laughs> I was in Kroger. We love Kroger. We, we use Kroger often mm-hmm. on this show. Um, and I saw a famous person. Who? Well, he's semi-famous. He's Detroit famous. Terry Foster. And you're looking at me blankly because <laughs> you, don't, you don't know sports, but Terry Foster is a, a, a writer, and he worked for 97.1, and he was a radio broadcaster, but he's one of those guys that's visible. Yeah. And uh, everybody knew who he was. Since he's resigned from 97.1, I think he lives in the area. Pretty sure he does. And I've seen him at Planet Fitness a few times. I've seen him at Kroger, and, like, I'm a journalist. Like, I was a journalist. I, I have an English journalism degree, so, like, kind of like, I want to say hi to him. Right. But how do you act around famous people? <laughs> like, uh, like, what, my question, there are certain famous people that if I see, I'll, I'll definitely freak out. Like, I'll try to be cool, but I'll definitely freak out, and I'll make sure that I say something, right? But right. there's some that I, I just... I don't know how to handle it because I know I'll see him again. Like, because I've seen him a few times in the neighborhood. Right. And then I see all these people going up and talk to him and they say, oh, he's the coolest guy in the world. You know, he's super nice. You should go say hi and all that stuff. And I wonder, does he not want to be bothered? Well, here's my thought on that is that if you're a famous person, it doesn't matter. Like, that's part of your responsibility. Yeah, but he retired. It doesn't matter if you were famous at one time or people know your name. That is part of your responsibility. The people are going to come up to you. They're going to want to talk to you. You're just going to have to deal with it. So I think as a fan, I don't think you should be like all over anybody at inappropriate time. Like if they have I'm a not going to geek out. Right. You shouldn't do that. And if they're with their kid and they're trying to, you know, the kid's having a meltdown, like that's a bad time. It's all about timing. But if they're just walking through Kroger looking at Chili then it's okay to be like, hey, dude, I like your stuff. And look, look in his basket and say, what right. are you, what are you right. getting? <laughs> or, or he's like, he's blocking the aisle that you hate so much. Yeah, <laughs> hey, just, man. Just bump into him with the cart and be like, oh, Terry. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like, people get all crazy. I don't understand autographs. I don't get, like, why Why do you want somebody's penmanship anywhere? I, I think we've talked about this before. Have we? we? Yeah, I talked about never buying someone's jersey. Someone's jersey, Somebody yeah. that meant something to the city. But I feel the same way about autographs. I don't, why do I want you to sign something for me? To show everybody else that you signed it. Because if I've already met you, then. I think, I, think it, I, I wouldn't want, I don't know. If I have a, if I see Stevie Eiserman. And I have an Iserman jersey on. I'd want him to sign it for certain. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Uh-huh. I, I had a celebrity run in when I was in Detroit. I was with uh, a friend of mine, Tom and Sarah. And 
Sarah's a go-getter, so she's one of those people. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Chris Chelios. You don't know who that is, do you? No, but they're, I know his restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So he owns Chelios Chili, and that's where we were. Yeah. And Chelios was in there. And I, like, totally geeked out because I was a huge Red Wings fan when he played and all that stuff. And Sarah's like, go talk to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. So Sarah walks over and <laughs> goes and grabs him and, and, and starts talking to him and then waves me over like I'm some dork that is like, Oh man! Oh yeah! Hey! And then I took a picture with him, and I swear he's thinking this guy is so lame. But who cares? Like, I don't know. Like, do who cares what they think of you though? Like, you're never gonna see them again. I kind of do. <laughs> I don't know why. Because like, is he ever gonna go anywhere and be like, I met this guy Scott. He was so cool. I don't think he even knew my name. Right. So even if you were the coolest person in the world and you did all the right things, he's still not gonna remember your name. I don't know. I, I think I'm extremely memorable. <laughs> but he probably, he probably already forgot me. I would geek out if I saw Justin Timberlake, probably. I would be very excited if I saw Jason Bateman. What would you say to him? Hubba-da, hubba-da. He's shopping, he's shopping in Kroger. <laughs> Jason Bateman from, what is it, Stand By Me? Oh my gosh, Ozark. Like, let's be more recent day. Jason Arrested Bateman. Development. Wasn't he on Stand By Me? Well, yeah, but that was, he was like... The, he was the heavy kid. He was... No, no. That was that was O'Connor. Some, that, no, Jason Bateman wasn't in Stand By Me. That yeah, was somebody... Was Dave, somebody. He was chubby, but he's super cute now. And, I, and he's popular. And I don't know what a, who he is. Yeah. But Jason Bateman is in Ozark, Arrested Development, Horrible Bosses. He's so awesome. I thought that so was awesome. Jason Bateman. No. Who's in Stand By Me, Davi? You got the internet, don't you? The World Wide Web over there? Oh. He's like, I don't care. You do too on your phone. Uh. But anyways, Jason Bateman, I don't know like what I would say to him. I think I would be like, I have been a fan of yours Jason Bateman, since your career. Really? Oh my, you know why I love Jason Bateman is because he just is like, looks like the all-American. Like he's not, I have never been really attracted to people that are like, quote unquote, model people. Like the whole chiseled stuff. Like that to me is a, I don't like it. He I'm was not in attracted. Dodgeball, wasn't he? Jason Bateman. He was. He was Cotton. Jason Bateman. Yeah, I think he was in that. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. He was an announcer in Dodgeball. Dave Bateman swears he's 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 uh, related, related to Jason. I always used that in high school. Jason Bateman's your number one. Jason Bateman, man. Ever since Silver Spoons. Jason yeah. Bateman. He was Ricky Schroeder's best friend in Silver Spoons. I love him. Jerry O'Connell. That's Jerry it. I knew O'Connell. it was. Oh, something. That's who it was. Yeah, I love Jason Bateman because he's funny. He's like he's he plays anyways like people with really dry sense of humor, and that is my sense of humor. He was in Hitch, right? Hitchcock, Heath, no Hancock. That's what it was. Hitchcock. He was in lots of things. He was in Hancock. I swear, he wasn't he the guy the the public anyway. But I'm not somebody who will go out and see a movie just because Jason Bateman's in it. That I'm not. I I don't. I'm not that person. What like, if you're I, at the movie theater and Jason Bateman? walks in to watch a movie, do you go interrupt him and say hello? So if there were already, I would never, if already other people were around, like surrounding him, I would never. I would just like look at him You would like to start the trend. But I would like, I don't know if I would because I'm so like shy and demure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's Uh, got like a word. She's got like a buzzword. There's a word of a day. That she must use in every broadcast. You know, that's a good idea. I tell you what. What was it? Demur? Demure. Demure. 
Englishman? Is demur even a word? I love it when you become an English major. Everyone assumes you know every word in the English language. I know. So, I so if you can't pronounce a word, they're like, oh, yeah, you got an English degree. It's, well, it's my word of the day. Every day, words with friends gives me a word of the demur, day. It's demur, right? Demure. Demure. And Probably got those two dots over the U or something. D-E-M-U-R-E. Do either of you know if I'm right or wrong? Nope. See, it's like... <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong. I'm not going to lie. I have not heard of that word before. Demure? Like, very, like... I, I, I also think that you've pronounced it differently every time. <laughs> you have. You said demur. It's demur. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, Demi Moore. Is it Demi or Demi? I don't know. Nobody knows. Should have a name you can pronounce. Also, speaking of names, it is uh, interesting now how... So many people name their kids last names, and then so many people name their kid gender neutral names. So people are going to end up either with the same first and last name or married to the somebody with the same name. Because if my name's Jones McK- Jones, yeah, or Mackenzie Mackenzie, or uh, I mean, what's another like Devin and Devin? Devin How do you pronounce be- your last name? Jordan Jordan. Me? Yes. Fugetti. How come I hear people saying Fugetti and they say you told them that? That's just one person in our neighborhood because I told one person in our neighborhood that she is allowed to call me Fugetti. Yep. So it's not true. That's not how you pronounce it, though. But to be fair, she might have uh, told other people that, but like, whatever. I don't really care, but it's Fugetti. Fugetti like spaghetti. Fugetti. It's not Fu. Fu? Fu. Like F E W. F U like J E T T J E. That's what I like to say. Like first of all, my initials are M F, which is the best. And then like when people, I know. And then when people are like, "Well, how do you spell your name?" and I'm like, "F U." Pause for effect. G E D I. You you, I I think people mispronounce your name more than mine. Probably. Because yours is just laziness. To I don't know why they put an extra sim- syllable in. Emert, not emeret. Yeah. There's yeah, that's of, just dumb. I think though. people just do it on on purpose. Mm-mm. Pe- I, I, I think, think they just, just mess with really... me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do people pronounce mispronounce your name, Dave Bateman? <laughs> yeah, they do actually. What? Yeah. What do they say? They usually think it's Bateman, or mm-hmm. they um, the misspelling B A I T M A N. Oh, like oh, fishing bait. bait? Like yeah. very like literal. Bait. Bateman. Yeah. And that's what that name means. Is the yeah, it English used to be fisherman, right? Mm-hmm. It is kind of interesting, some of the origins of last names, how they come from that. Usually when they end with I spell name. your name wrong more than anything. Yes, you do. People to put two M's in mine. But your name, I, I've, I spell it differently every time. Every time. I don't think you've ever spelled it right. No, I think at one point I got it right. <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> did. I mean... If there's a hundred guesses, I'm sure one of them is correct. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm almost certain that it is. So what do you got planned for this week, Mo? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a detached retina in my eye. So I'm going to blame chemotherapy for this because, first of all, okay, way back in the, you know, last year when I was... Can you sue cancer? Can I? That's a good question. I right, continue. Cancer. Sorry to interrupt. So my eyesight started like getting worse during the time of cancer treatments. And my oncologist was like, that'll happen. Don't worry about it. You know, don't go to the eye doctor because you, 
you'll your vision will eventually to return to normal and you don't want to get a new prescription all right whenever a doctor tells me not to go to a doctor i'm in because i'm not going to the doctor i hate going to the doctor it's probably how i ended up with breast cancer <laughs> but anyways i don't think not going to the doctor well if they would have caught it they could have caught it like but you still before. Would have gotten it yeah, but I might have not had to do chemotherapy, lose my hair and all that fun stuff. All theory. But in any case, I uh, I then over the summer, I'm like, my eyeball is really, like, I can't see out of my right eye. And so if I'm to cover my left eye, you would, everything's very wavy. And from like halfway up to the top, it's like blind. So I go to the eye doctor about a month and a half ago, and she's like, wow, well, this could be stress related. You might have a blister behind your eye. It's common. It might just go away, but I'm going to send you a specialist. Can't get into the specialist till a month and a half after. That's how it works. But because of that, I'm I'm not noti- I'm like okay, fine. Like she doesn't see urgency. There's no urgency, yeah. Exactly. So I go to the specialist on Wednesday, and he's like, "You have a detached retina. I hope that we can fix it." Why would you use the word hope to a patient? Yeah. And then he starts saying. Why didn't you come in earlier? I'm like, well, I didn't. Like, I don't understand that when people, why didn't you do this before? I clearly, I just didn't. You, I'm dumb. I don't know. But I'm here now. Don't berate me. Then he's like, usually when people have eye problems, they come in right away. Dude, I didn't though. Like, I'm here right now. So I have to now get surgery in my eye tomorrow to reattach my retina. And then I have, the recovery is 10 days at least, unless something goes wrong. And I have to sit still. I can't do anything. Like, I can't move around. I can't do anything. And I have to sit with my head, like, basically looking at my feet for, like, up to 10 days. Yeah, eyes aren't something to mess with. I had, when I was a freshman in high school, I took a soccer ball to the eyeball. And um, they were worried about a detached retina. And it ended up being just blood in the eye and a swollen retina but i was on bed rest for six days well that's the thing is that i i got the diagnosis and then i continued to work out like i get i run and i do like i lift weights and i do all these things and then i go i see a bunch of family yesterday and they find out that this is happening they're all like oh my god you shouldn't be moving like and and now and then like i had a meeting today and uh, my husband's like you can't go to the meeting and (laughs) he didn't want me to do anything which I appreciate. Like, he's just trying to look out for me. But I had no idea that it was that bad. I feel like that's your story for everything. What? I had no idea. I think you just play it off as... No, I really... You just didn't want to go in. Well, true. I don't like doctors. Why do you suck at that? Because often they're like, it's nothing. So my knee I, is horrible. Like, there's times when I can't even bend my knee straight. It hurts so, so, so bad. So why go check it out? I did go check it out. And they're like, uh, you know, you probably just need to exercise like it more. And so I'm like, you suck as a, as a doctor and a person. Not really as a person. You're probably fine, but you suck. And so I'm not going to waste my time to go to a doctor again. I did love my oncologist though. He was very good. No, I just, I don't go to the doctor often, but I don't play with eyes. Well, I don't either, which is why I mentioned it to both my oncologist and my eye doctor. But neither of them, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't believe medical professionals. Any, any like knee issues or any of that stuff, I always go to my sister first because she's in the profession, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't mess with like eyesight, you know, yeah. if, I'm, if I don't have feeling in one leg, I'm definitely going in for that one. Mo, however, <laughs> would be like, 
Yeah, but there's always the right leg. <laughs> I got another eye. I yeah, like I, can I have see. another eye. I, I can see fine. I'm going to keep bouncing around and detach my retina even more. I didn't realize. Like, this is just me being stupid. I stubborn. honestly didn't. Stubborn. Stupid. Stubborn. Well, I appreciate that you just think of me as stubborn. You're and stubborn. I'm like, I'm Straight stubborn. stubborn. You're not <clears throat> stupid. You're a very intelligent person. I did not realize. I honestly didn't even think, think about you running. To, you need to start treating your body and, and yourself like you would give advice to the children at your schools. Oh, my God. I feel like you and my husband are like against me today. Not against you. <laughs> you both are saying the same thing. Well, I mean, it's true. You're <sighs> stubborn. I just have stuff to do, is all. It's not stubbornness. <laughs> She's stubborn. Straight I don't want to let people down. <laughs> okay, so being blind is worth it. No, it's not. And I'm not going to be blind because they're going to fix it tomorrow. And I'm not going to do anything. We hope. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's something you want to hear, right? Before. I know. Hope. And I did say, hopefully. We hope. <laughs> We hope we well, hope that we're going to be able to reattach your retina. I know. We hope you don't go blind. Man, I really hope we don't mess up the other one, too, while we're at it. I know. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Or like, when I went into it, was like, I've had a, a feel like a ton of surgeries uh, with all my injuries. When I went in for my foot surgery, they started markering up the, the foot that is going to get surgery. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Do you, do you make this mistake often? <laughs> like, is there a reason why you're saying this foot on my... Right. They I'm actually worried. wrote on my foot, this foot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. oh, that's scary. I don't have a lot of confidence and, in you now. But then I started thinking, do you think that's the doctors just messing with us? No, like, I think they just I, have a lot of patience. And... I, I think they're like, oh, I mean... We'll put this on and we'll see what his reaction is. And then they go into a room and be like, do you see that guy's face? That is funny. That would be something I would do. I just think it's the doctors. They don't really know us at all. And they know they're going to forget. I feel like, I mean, the good, well, I say the good doctors. Most doctors come in and I feel like they're, I'm their best friend. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't like definitely feel that way. Totally. But like, I have this issue with nausea when I talk about eyeballs and broken bones. So the doctor did come in and he started to show me the visual picture of my eye. And I had to say, stop, don't talk anymore. Bottom line it for me. What do I need? I trust whatever you have to say. But I have to go in tomorrow <laughs> and this, I have to get anesthesia. And they're, but it's not, they're not putting me totally under. What? And, and so they're like, don't worry, it's twilight. I said, you don't understand. I will puke. Like, I cannot handle it. I get so nauseous. They didn't knock you out? They're, well, I don't know. They said they're not going to totally knock me they out. Better. So then I even started reading, like, what's the recovery like? And I had to put the article down because I started to get nauseous. Uh, That's how bad That was the greatest part about my last surgery is I went to sleep Mm. and I I woke up like five hours later and I was like, what just happened? I know. But you're treating doctors like like mechanics. (laughs) Well, they kind of are, right? Like when mechanics come out and they're like, hey, come on, come come look underneath the car. Let me tell you what's wrong (laughs) with it. And then like Moe's going underneath the car like... None of this crap makes any sense to me. It is, yeah. Well, well the canooter valve here. It's all ball bearings. <laughs> I'm know? going like, to trust that you're going to tell me you're not going to take advantage of me. And he's like, I'm... this is going to cost you 850 bucks. And Moe's like, all right. well, I don't, I don't even really care what happens. Just do it. Right? I get nauseous. And that's, the, that's pretty much the way that you treat your doctor. Uh, I know. You told me my right. eye's broken. You fix it. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing that you guys don't have to look at this podcast because if you lost your eyesight, you would not be able to enjoy us as much as you're enjoying us right now. <laughs> but thank you for listening to Random Acts of Conversation, another fun-filled episode with Mo and Scott. If you enjoy us and you like what you hear, please subscribe to us, share with your friends, and give us a five-star rating. 
So until next time, go to the doctor if you're feeling like you need to, I guess. Don't be mo. Don't be stubborn. Peace out.